Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You were on with Real Redneck Tom Millard, and of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom Bill. Are you there? I am here, and uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. It is a beautiful night for a podcast. I have no idea if it is. I haven't been outside. I'm going to take your word for it because you are probably sitting somewhere with lots of windows where you can see outside. It's dark out right now, Todd, in case you were wondering. But yes, it is uh, <laughs> one of them days that uh, I'm glad that I have a warm cup of uh, tea in my hands and, and lots of clothes on because it is winter. It's that's dark for sure. Folks, we are recording at 10 a.m. It just shows you how often the wool is pulled over Bill's eyes that it's dark out for him. That's it. It's an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. It's what quarter to eight, <laughs> so it is dark out. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 think you're crazy, Bill. I got your back. <laughs> That's it. And who else have we got sitting there in the studio oh, tonight? No, I wasn't even going to go. Like he's 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 comfy. He's relaxed. He has he was talking really quiet. Like we didn't even need to have him on. He was just going to sit and listen. Do I even need to introduce him? I think you should. I mean, it's 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 one third of our, our podcast here. It's it's one third. It's the truth. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you were just going to sit and listen, ladies and gentlemen. Sitting beside me, as always, in the studio is the patriarch of redneck country, my father, real redneck, Don Millard, dad. Guess we know your mic is hot. My mic is hot, and the ready guy, never ready guy, was actually ready tonight. I'm impressed. Well then, yeah, he was close. I'll give him that. Oh no, I was, was ready. Close. We were waiting for Dad. He was up there no, sampling oh, treats. Oh, it is Christmas time, and one oh. of the uh, advantages of Christmas time is the uh, treats that are are there. And I got to actually say on the podcast because I know my brother's going to be listening. Uh, thank you very much to uh, my brother's family because they I sent uh, a bag of. Christmas treats up my way with my parents who visited uh, Did they last now? night. So, yep. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> Jay? we enjoyed a, a nice cookie uh, tonight. <coughs> yeah. Jay? Right, you know, Christmas cookies. That's awesome. Avery, uh-huh. Avery made a batch of cookies and I had to have a bite. I wouldn't need a whole cookie because I don't. I don't want to indulge. Because <laughs> I was yelling at him to get down here, but I, I guarantee yeah, you before he's out that door, that cookie's going to be gone. I had a bite. <laughs> it was good. It's, it's, it's different when you split it up in two. Is that what it is? It's not different. It's not different when you split it up in two over one hour. <laughs> so when you take the tray of eight and you break them all into 16, then you're okay because yeah. you'll eat <laughs> half of them now and half of them before you go home. You yeah, know okay. what? That, that's really cool that Jay sent them treats up to you. That's cool. Yeah, that's good. And found that's a way good. to get them there to you. Too. I don't find that cool. You know, it'd be cool if Jay sent those treats this way. Yeah, well, it's, it's full of the stuff that you apparently don't eat anymore. So, although, <laughs> although I did see your uh, meal plan this week, and I know that we're jumping right into it here, but you must have been on the boxed meal plan thing again, which you haven't done for a while. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I just kept the recipes from the oh, boxed yeah. meal plan. So Jen liked it so much that she went out and bought the ingredients. So when when I came up from, from being down on the computer, I, I came up into the kitchen, and here's all the ingredients sitting on the counter with the meal plan from like the, the, me, the uh, I don't know, recipe, I guess you want to call it, sitting there in front of it. So I'm like, oh. I guess we're doing this. So it was, if you keep those recipes out of your boxed meal plans, you can just redo it. You just go to the grocery store and buy what you need. And and our good friend Sandra had the best comment of them all. What'd she say? Socks go on your feet. 
I'm not sure if anybody saw the video of Todd and what he had on his head, but he had some. It's uh, like a hairnet. I'm sock. in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Socks go on your feet. She says. It's one of those buffs that you pull down around your, your neck. It was just, yeah. it was on my head. It was on holding my hair up. You look like a gnome. <laughs> Garden gnome. <laughs> Best darn look good looking garden gnome this side uh i don't know where London? garden garden gnomes from i don't even know where they're from <laughs> are they swedish no. are they i don't know are they norway so, norwegian mr don millard what did you get up to this week oh went shooting wednesday night and oh did we now yes we did and you know what i hit a 24 and everybody hey. was complaining that the targets were low. Oh no! I will let me when it's my turn. I I will I will let you know. Carry anyway, on. Everybody's complaining that the oh, targets yeah. were low. Oh yeah. And and Charlie was saying, oh they're low. Todd's saying they're worm burners and all this stuff. No 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 and no. But that that's I'll get there. Garrett, Karen. No, go ahead. Finish it off. Well, okay. So we go out on the line, and so I had shot a practice when we first got there with the guys. And dad and Bill didn't shoot a practice, but I went and shot a practice and, and, and did okay. But the wind was coming in her face. Normally at the gun club, it's coming from behind you completely yeah. flipped around was coming in her face. And so it's, it's pitch black, but it's farm field. The gun club owns all the, the fields around the gun club um, that are farmed. So there's nothing. It is farm field. So that wind is whipping right across this cornfield all the way up to the trap. And then when you yell pull and that sucker comes out the house, she stands right up. And so they were, they were going sky high. So we shot that practice round and, and I, I think it was Charlie Cabin's like, you think those are high? And I think those are high. Those are freaking up there, man. It's like a tower shot in sporting wobble. Yeah, like I'm getting whiplash and I shoot a fairly high gun, right? So like 13 inches high at 30 yards. So I've and I had to hold high and oh, I was still getting them. But I'm like, that's way too high. He's like, all right, go lower it. So when I went in there, it's a it's a pat trap. So it has teeth that you you lift up the whole tray that all the target carousel is on. And then you move this arm with teeth on it forward or back to, to raise it. It was almost as low as it could go already. It only had like four teeth. I'm like, holy. So I moved it too. And I said, well, and he's like, no, that looks good. And I'm like, OK, good. So dropped her two. All right. So I went in and, and then I was shooting on like what dad squad four. I yep. think we were. Squad four. So I didn't bother a dad. They had a fire going. Bill brought hot dogs this week. So I went <laughs> out and I was cooking some hot dogs. I wasn't really paying attention. I was bipping off, you know, chirping everybody I could as I do. And that's and, unusual for you. And, <laughs> right. And having a blast. And so now it's our turn to go out. So we go out and, and Charlie had said to me, you know, you lowered it a couple's, they lowered it even more. And I said, there oh. wasn't, there wasn't much, much room to lower it. Like I, we were almost on, on the turf, like the, the teeth, there was only a couple teeth left. He's like, they lowered it more. I'm like, what? So we got on the line. And so lead squad leader, he says, all right, eyes front, let's see one throws a target. And I mean, it was low. Charlie's like, that's, low. I'm like, wow, is that low? So the Charlie wind, says the wind quit, the wind died down. Charlie goes, you want him up? And somebody at that end, I thought it was lead off the whole time goes, no, <laughs> like that, like crazy, like scared me like a bear. No, I'm like, oh, wow. That guy really wants some low. Well, I, I don't care. See your shoot art. Well, let me tell you, now, let me make a correction here. We were five targets in before Charlie asked. 
Yeah, maybe we were, we were which you're technically not supposed to. But I mean, it's it's fun league. It's yeah. a league, but it's fun league. So we had all shot five targets. So I'm like, they were so low, Bill, that I'm holding so low on the house. Like I am, I'm like a foot and, and a half, bottom lip. like on the grass. And so <laughs> I'm I'm holding super low, and I've had to change my mindset because there's no more trap target timing, and and you know, okay, that's I, I hold my gun at this height because these targets are there, and and now I still got my rhythm. I'm, I still have my timing. No, I had to treat it like sporting clays. Like uh, they were burning straight good because it still had the spring on it, but man, they were like rockets coming out of there and straight away from you, like just gone. And yeah. so I had to hold super low and put it out of my head that these are trap targets. And I shot them like they were sporting clay targets. So I ran what that a 23 and then I dropped two and, and I shouldn't have, but I mean, I had to so hard concentrate, like so hard <laughs> yeah. because there, it was not like a normal where you could just go, okay, this so is trap. I know. And and poof, come in right. Here. Oh, yeah. did I have to concentrate? And I was not happy with that 23 because I, I tied for high gun last week. So this was my shoot off to win the oh, money from last week. Right. So they take your score yeah. from this week, for the last week tie to see who you won. So I shot the 23 and then we went in and dad runs a 24, which lately, cause his shoulder and everything else and the weight he's lost. Hey, that's he's He's on cloud nine, especially at night and the wind. He shot a 24. He's pretty pumped. And so I said afterwards, I said, man, I can't believe the squad. I said, Randy, I can't believe you want him. He says, that wasn't me. That was your dad. I'm like, what? Because dad normally loves high targets. He's a hunter. He's older. It takes him forever. So the higher the target, the longer they float, the longer he can stay on it before he pulls the trigger, right? Oh, no, he's the one that yelled for it. And I was thinking, dad's shooting fairly quick, but you don't have an option. Because, I mean, these yeah. things are in the dirt, skipping across the ground before. Yeah, I'm like rabbit targets. Yeah, before, you can, before you, you can even think about it. So I'm like, holy, he was shooting quicker. Okay, now I'm going to take over. Oh, good Anyway, grief. the first five inked them. Like, man, this smoked them. And uh, then when they said, you want them up? I mean, I, no. No, it was right it there. I'm in a rhythm. No. Like, like, it and, was holy. And under the lights, you, you see those targets early. I think seven targets were thrown when he yelled no. But those targets, <laughs> you, you, you see them, you see them early under the lights and you see them really good. And I was just moving, bang, moving, bang, moving, bang. And uh, I moved too quick on one and didn't miss it, but which was darn near impossible to move. So I too thought, quick. okay, now I go and put a twenty-five on there. I got a forty-nine, right? So, but we're squad four now. Now there was a squad behind us, a part squad, because they had a record turnout, a record turnout, and with fire going, and it was cold. But we got the hot dogs. Oh, it's because so, the wind was in your face. It wasn't bad sure, except for that yeah. wind in your face. Sandra joined us. She was cooking hot dogs with us and Todd cooked one and then went inside. Nobody else would sit outside. No one sat by the fire. Every, all that record turnout yeah, was, was inside. In guys, I'm yelling. In the, I walked up the guy and said, hey, we're about to start a round and we can't do it with only three people. So, like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Kumbaya, pick your tune. Let's go. <laughs> hey, you want a hot dog? No, thanks. Want a hot dog? No, thanks. Nobody would come. Yeah, take so a hit, just, Dad. <laughs> for the most part, Todd came back and got a second one. But as soon as he got it cooked, he was gone again. So it was just the three of us sitting around the fires. and But we had to wait for the, the squad behind us, then squad one, then squad two, then squad three, and then we went out again. So, okay, let's go and shoot our second round. And I thought, 
what the heck is going okay, on with pause because right before we went out charlie came over to me he's like hey i don't know if you want to tell your dad or not but i raised it a couple teeth <laughs> yeah and nobody happen. told Just me and I'm, like, and I'm like and nobody told me so Appreciate i'm still it, holding i'm still holding a low gun i'm moving i'm shooting i'm moving i'm shooting i shoot a 17 I thought I don't want to tell and him. They wait he, until I'm completely finished before. I don't want to ruin his thought process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Until he was done to tell him. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and well, at the end, he said, tell. "I said I can't believe I have put a 17 up against a 24." He says, "Well, I didn't tell you they lowered the targets. No, raised them. They raised, they raised the, tar- the targets. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I get that. You know, those are, those are frustrating uh, at times. We shot this weekend too. At, wait, wait. Uh, at Ask me what I shot, Bill. Oh, we don't want is, to. Is, yeah. is he doesn't. There a, he doesn't want, here? Let me tell it because he doesn't want to sound cocky or oh, arrogant. Don't steal my line. Don't steal my line. Where did you shoot, Todd? I. So I backed that 23 up with a 25. Once they got normal targets again, I was just dead center. It was awesome. Not to sound arrogant or cocky or anything. But I, so I won last week's shoot off and then I tied Charlie. For high gun this week, so now I'm in a shoot off. Come next Wednesday. Yep, tomorrow night. Oh, very good. So you're uh, and for the the season so far. Well, if 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 you looked at the the league standings, I'm in the lead, but they don't do that week to week to week. No. It's just each night. So. Which is good. It's good. I'm happy. I'm pumped. Yeah, I good. won last week. I, uh, yeah. So so, so we'll I've see. got something new lined up for tomorrow night. Todd says that. Uh, I'm taking the bottom. I'm taking dust off the bottom. Well, you can see. I don't know how we can't see I'm it. Because shooting quicker so under the, the lights. The targets are double A. They're white flyers. They're Winchester white flyer targets, but they're the biodegradable ones. And so they are powder puff. I mean, when you hit them, they, they, they puff really nicely. Under the lights, you can really see it because it's just black sky, orange target coming out. Those lights just light it up. And when sure, you hit yeah. it, it's just, it, you know, you're dead center. I mean, it is, and it just builds more confidence and more confidence. It's the best freaking thing you can do is shoot under the lights with those targets. So, when, but when you do dust one, like I had one in that first 25 in my practice, when I pulled the trigger, I thought I smoked it because it was just poof. And it was so windy that that puff of, of target dust just went to the left of me. And then I seen one going down and Charlie was shooting beside me. And he says, did you see the amount of dust you pulled? I said, I figured it was a straightaway. I figured I smoked it because from out from behind my barrel comes this giant cloud of dust to the left. And then there's a whole target going. So you can really see where you miss. And I can see dad's pulling dust off the bottom like crazy. I said, raise your freaking comb. We got to my, my long barreled unsingle Winchester 101 does not have any adjustment. It's a fixed, it's a fixed comb. No adjustment to the comb and it's a fixed figure eight. And I've shot it for years and I shoot it extremely well. I know where it hits. So anyway, under the lights, but you've lost a hundred pounds and my shoulder's not working like it used to. And I am pulling the gun more with the right arm and I'm shooting quicker. And you see them quicker. So I thought, okay, if I'm going to play around, it's it's Wednesday night under the lights. So I've switched for tomorrow night to my Winchester 101 over and under, which I can put a modified choke in because it does have choke tubes. And the comb is adjustable. So I raised it another O-ring to give me a little more height. And that's the gun I'm going to shoot tomorrow night. See if I can make a difference. 
So we'll see what well, happens. Well, that's good. Yeah, we'll see, see what happens. You can see what happens on practice night. And yeah. Hopefully it works out for you and you're, you're breaking the, the 23, 24 numbers again and yep. not the 17s. So. That's right. Yeah. Now, I did, I did more okay in the inner clubs with the singles. It's the handicap yeah. that's killing me in the inner clubs. But I am doing the singles very well in the handicap or in the inner clubs. And anyway, we'll see what happens. So, so you were saying, Bill, you, I know, went to a gun club. Yeah, we went to, uh, to our inner inner club, inner county, that's what they call it, uh, in Hamilton this weekend. And we had to play catch up a little bit. I was going to say, so to prelude this in the winter, 50 targets. I'm good. It's freaking cold. Yeah. If you're on the line for 50, 25, go back, grab some more shells, go back, do your, do your, we do 25 singles at the 16 yards and then 25 handicap, whatever your handicap you, is. You do them back to back? Uh, back to back. Yeah. And so you're on the line for 50 targets, right? Now, right. the Wednesday night under the lights, you do 25, you go back inside or, or sit by the fire, have hot dogs, you wait for all the other squads, and then you go back and you do it again. So that's okay. But you guys... That's, yeah, we, that's uh, nuts. You, it's <laughs> freaking cold for what you guys do. It was cold. I mean, and you know what? I, I dress appropriately and Candace learned a few lessons this weekend. Which sucks um, because the more clothes you put on, the warmer you are, the comfier you are, but the gun doesn't fit. Right. Well, she was she was getting frustrated, too, because, yeah, so for our inner county, we shoot 100. Uh, we shoot 100 and they're back to back to back to back. And uh, like you don't but, go inside or anything. You shoot a solid 25, grab a box, 25, grab a box, 25, grab a box, 25. So well, you're out on between, the line for 45 minutes to an hour, depending how fast your squad is. Basically, I mean, the first 50, uh, and then uh, we'll get off the line because we'll reload the trap house. But while well, they're doing that, we don't go inside. There's no fires. There's no yeah, electric heaters or nothing. Uh, you're cold. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be rolling that, a barrel in. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I made the recommendation. We should probably have a barrel like you guys do there and put some fire on it. Well, but, I even um, said, let's adopt Olympic <laughs> trap or bunker trap, the Olympic trap style, where we have six people do a squad, one target per, and you can have a barrel burning right there in the middle so when you're the sixth guy waiting for you you can stand near the fire and then go back out and, and roll through them you wait yeah i like that that's a great idea we had heat pockets in our or like heat pads in our pockets and uh gloves but candace uh, you know what I, I, she's a, a trooper in herself i i had my long johns i had quilted pants that uh i think my brother got me for christmas a couple years back they're awesome i didn't put my snow pants on i was going to do that but i said forget it i got enough layers on on top i had my under armor like a wicking shirt that i have as a base layer uh, a shirt underneath uh, on top of that <laughs> and then another um i had four layers up top i was warm i was warm enough and candace did not have long johns on just oh, fourteen. candace and I said, what are you doing? And by, because we, we had to shoot a hundred and then we had to shoot another hundred <sighs> to make up for, uh, for a couple weeks ago when we were somewhere, I don't know if, what, what was going on. Maybe it was, uh, something was going on anyways. So we had to make up another hundred. It, well, it was probably the night that you guys went out to make candles together or, or was it that, or was it your knitting class that you do? I, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember. You missed it for one of those. Yeah, we missed it for one of those there. Okay, I was going to go. <laughs> I was going to go easy at. on him tonight, but you know what? He's changing my mind real quick. Yeah, Ooh. real quick. <laughs> I think we we need to flip a switch here. Yeah. And, and, 
I was going to lay we, off because it's close to Christmas and I am happy, but you know I just, what? I just figured he couldn't think of anything, so now he, that's no, he's, he's pushing my buttons now. Oh. Yeah, those buttons are pushed. But we uh, for the first 100, you know, I, I, I had uh, I shot an 82 for the first 100. Uh, it was not bad. I had a couple good good rounds, uh, a couple not-so-good rounds. I mean, Candice, her first round out of 100, I think she shot 22, which, you know, she she's coming along. Yeah, and the the more she shot, unfortunately, the colder she got. The, the colder she got, the more layers she put on, like a jacket. The more jacket she put on, the gun didn't fit. Yeah. Now she's getting frustrated on top of frustration, and and I'm just super happy with her that she stuck with it, and she didn't kill anybody because in the second. 100 we shot with three guys that uh they were relatively new shooters and, and we just wanted to get through the 100 targets so after the first 50 targets they uh they filled the machines up and candace and i are waiting on the lines with our shells in our, our pockets and these guys are nowhere to be found well, these three guys, they, up. they went home. They, they went into the clubhouse to warm up. <laughs> in between, so in between really, Bill, who's the smart one out of this? Yeah. If you can get well, away with it, I'm just saying. Well, I'm surprised they did because Candace was just about at her limit right there. <laughs> and then these three guys go into the clubhouse to warm up. And oh, I thought she was going to blow up. But, but between awesome. uh, the first, uh, first 100 and the second 100, I, I had a a little text message with uh, with my coach and uh, my coach told me to slow down on uh, on mounting the gun and make sure it was right before you you put you yell pull and for my first 25 of my second 100 I broke a 24 oh you're getting close yeah and I dropped the second target out and I ran the rest oh wow so, and good hits you know, good hits and they were they were smoke smoke balls awesome and then and then I don't want to tell you what I followed it up with, but I didn't have the pep talk between the first round and the second round. And I don't know what changed, but uh, <laughs> I didn't follow it up with a good score in the second. Well, but And, you know, you, you talking about layers and she your your wife was adding layers of jackets and stuff. I forgot to tell you, too, my over and under my one on one wonder over and under. It's adjustable. Uh, the stock is adjustable for length of pull. So I cranked that in. I shortened it right up because I knew that this week's going to be colder and I'll be putting out more. Yeah, I shortened mine. Yeah. So Back, I did, did a yeah. couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But so. just for the more close. So, so I, and, and the first time I realized that, I think I told you this over the text message. I, I think I went on like a rant, didn't I? <laughs> Probably. That sounds about right. You don't remember? You just read the first line. Slow down. Okay. <laughs> but but I didn't tell anybody who my coach was. What are you, what are you assuming it was you? <laughs> well, I remember texting somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to be called called the coach. That's that's not cool. <laughs> so when, when crap goes bad, don't blame me. So yeah. but but I remember that when it first clicked for me like that, like my my first one of my best scores like my the first time I shot a good score we were at a an ATA shoot in I think in St. Thomas right like a huge one 150 200 shooters I don't know it's usually got the largest on the long weekends but I we got wind of a of a trap shoot at the Elmer Gun Club which has got like two traps at the time now they've only got one but it had two traps at the time it wasn't really known as a trap club they didn't have it all regulation so they couldn't throw they couldn't be part of our inner club they can't do anything like that because it's just they threw it in and good to go 
And so I heard that, that, that the National Wild Turkey Federation was going to have a shoot and they were giving away a gun. I was told it was a Browning BPS. So I went, well, I wanted that gun so bad. Like this is the best prize that we've ever had. I mean, you, you shoot, uh, you win a flat of shells or something like that at our shoot, at an ATA shoot here. Now this, I'm, this is an $800 pump shotgun. I am all over this sucker. So I was like, that's it. I'm going to, and, and it clicked where, and I had watched some of the better shooters at the time. Like we're going back 20 plus years. And I watched some of the better shooters that some guys, they'd have a rhythm and they talk about rhythms in their squads and don't break the rhythm. And I know guys that they always squat up on the same. And, and one guy will say, you know, if you drop a target, you don't, don't think about it. You don't care anymore. You're, you're just putting the gun up for the buddy beside you. You're going to run the hundred to make sure that you keep the rhythm going. Don't interrupt the rhythm. Just keep rocking. So, okay, that's them. But I watched the really good shooters and I watched them noticeably take longer than others on their squad and not care about the rhythm. And I'm like, he's taken. And I mean, it doesn't, it's not forever, but it's, it's, it's probably a second longer than anybody else on the squad, but he's blowing them up. And that was in my head when I went down there. And so I ended up shooting a 99. And I mean, I was taking my time, noticeably taking my time before I yelled pull. And so I, I, that's when it finally clicked. So that's what I was saying to you. Cause I know I've shot with you and we got a rhythm going and everything like that. Yep. But when it clicks for me and, and I'm actually wanting to shoot and, and I shared with you that for the last couple of years, I, I'd go shoot and I want to shoot, but it's not like a driving force or it's, it's not been a passion. It's just been like, yeah, go hang. I go there for the social time and the fun and shooting's the, the byproduct. And, and it, just in the last couple months now, my stock now fit and I'm ink balling targets. It's coming back to like 15 years ago before I, I went, quit and went bull riding and all that fun stuff. It's coming back to that where it's all I'm thinking about and the passion's back and I want it. So now I'm back to concentrate and I'm back to taking and I physically take my time. And that's when I I'm, I'm ink balling targets. And, and that's just what I said to you, and right? It, to me, that is exactly the, what you need. You need to, you need to have a consistent rhythm or any for you, not a consistent rhythm for, for anybody else, but that, that, uh, bringing the gun to the same location every single time, being con- convinced that you're ready to, to call for that, that bird. And I know that there was definitely a dozen, you know, throughout the 200 where I, it wasn't even close when I pulled the trigger on that bird, not even close yeah. to it. Yeah. And it's, it's those ones there that are frustrating to me because I'd run five straight. And then, you know, I, I ran uh, my, one of my rounds, I ran 10 straight uh, for the first two, two stations. And I broke a two on station five. I'm like, how does that even, and then I could follow it up on station one with, with a four or something. And I'm like, how do you lose concentration for an entire station yeah. where it, you go from great to now you have a terrible round? Well, right? and see, and I've had it where I'll go out and, I, and I'll shoot a really good score. Not thinking about it. Don't care. Go out there and pound them. And, and it just, the, you're in a rhythm and you're just throwing the gun up and going. That's one caveat. It works. But to be consistent, you can't do it because your mind starts right. to wander. Like, what am I going to have for supper? The minute you do that, when you yell pull and, and you're right before you yelled pull, you think you're ready. And then you realize after you lost that target, I wasn't really ready, but you yep. thought you were. And so, exactly. yeah. So when you're in that, the gun didn't feel right on your shoulder, but you pulled, you called pull anyways. Right? Yeah, it didn't like, feel right on your face you, or something. You're not in the, and, and even then you just, even when the gun does and you put it up and, and everything, but you're not concentrating enough. You're thinking about something yeah. else. And even Charlie said it on on last Wednesday he says somebody was going a newer shooter was going to the line and said something and he's like 
It's 99% mental. I said, it's exactly it. If you know how to mount a gun and swing and swing the gun, the rest is mental. The rest, the, the rest is in your head, right? It's, it's letting your subconscious take over, but it's, it's being ready. And so you can do it, but can you do it consistently being blank and just like, don't care, go. I don't think so. So on the I'm flip side of that, how do you get consistent and do it? Well, when you mount the gun, you put it up and you're ready to go. You don't yell pull till your mind is, is, is ready to see a target. And all you're thinking about is I'm going to smash yeah. this target. And I mean, not what's for supper. I wonder what that person, well, my phone just binged. I wonder who texted him. None of that. It's, and, no. and even though you think you're ready after you realize you're not, if you stop and, and for me, I am noticeably slower I thought that others, and I said to him, you guys know, am I slowing you down? They said, we don't even know. So for me, yeah. that's how slow time, it, it, time just it slows, slows right down, down age, right? for me because yep. I'm concentrating that hard. And that's what it takes to be consistent. And I still don't have a handle on it, but I know that's when I shoot my, my good scores. That's when I've ran right. my hundreds. That's when I've, I've won <laughs> stuff. It, when I slow it right down and others are like, no, nah, Todd, we don't even notice, but, and it's and not you, pulling the trigger that. slower. It's call and pull no, it's slower. Call and, and I can do that for 25, but I have struggled doing that for a hundred. <laughs> that's where or it comes. 50. That's and, where it and comes. And Saturday yeah. when I was doing 200, you know, <laughs> oh, at, yeah. at, after the first hundred, I had a break for like 45 minutes or an hour. It was a, it was a long enough break that I, now I'm struggling to get mentally back into it. And then when I stepped to the line for the first shot of the, of the, of it, I, I flipped the switch and I, I, for those 25 shots, I was noticeably slower in my mind. I was concentrating. And then after that, it just was like, it just went away. <laughs> so now it's now in my mind, it's the mental side of it is trying to string those. Oh, it's every uh, the, time. The, the round over round concentration. Every time together, when right? you put that gun up and then you mount it, check it mounts good. Yep. Beads lined up, looking out there for the target. Don't yell, pull. Are you ready? Nothing but target pull. Literally like that's it. And it seems like that it's forever, but nobody really noticed it. I mean, yeah. I, and I asked, I even did it on my, on the Sunday leagues, like our big leagues, 130 shooters. And I asked my squad mates there and, and they said, Nope, no, I didn't even notice Todd. No, no different than normally shooting with you. All right. Well, we're good to go then. Good so, to go. Yeah. So yeah, I'm getting well, passion back. I'm thinking about it all the time. So I'm pretty pumped. And I'm, I'm getting there too, you know, from a passion side, cause I want to get it, uh, get it to a point where I, I got an 84 average right now, which for me, I'm, I'm not complaining too much, but 84 to 90 is not very far. And I want, I want 90 plus. And that's, that's where I want to be, you know, for yeah, you, sound, uh, you sound like bull ride again, Bill. See, yeah, and I'm thinking you're nothing, man. You, you, that's right. You, 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 you conquered that. I don't see why you're not going to conquer. I don't, you can't be happy with 84. That's like push the re-ride button, brother. So you're yeah. top in Ontario <laughs> bull riding top five in Canada. You need to get there now and shooting. Done deal. That's it. That's where I'm at. And that's where I'm not going to be satisfied till I get there. And and I said to Candace, it, it, this uh, target I'm looking at here for the, the, the wall chart. So it's not that for me yet. It's the, the consistent mount. I think if I did 25 mounts of the gun, uh, it's con consistent and then snap as if it was a straightaway or something. Forget it. It doesn't matter. I'm not worried about swing right now. It's the consistent pre-shot routine that I need to get first because I think the rest of the stuff will come. 
come after that. See, it's it's all uh, it is for me is making sure I'm ready to to yell pull when I can yeah. when I can lock my brain in and be like all I care about is inking this target. Let's go and and yeah. it's tough to do that. You're right for a 25 piece cake to do it for a hundred. It's tough to do it for a hundred in a row, two hundred in a row because you've got a you've got a lock. But once you figure it yeah. out, it starts to get more routine, right? You can lock your brain in. Okay, I'm thinking about my turn. Mount the gun, put it up. All right, I'm not. I'm ready. Target. Let's go. Let's go. Pull. So, yeah. Anywho. All right. Well, there you go. So that was uh, that was that. I think we should probably uh, change tunes a little bit here. I think we should because I got more to talk about on other topics. You you you're not at a word yet. <laughs> no, and I'm drinking water. I am. <laughs> my my mouth is wet. I'm ready to rock. Okay. Well, Don, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Oh, his ears are in. All he needs to do is listen. No, no, no. I'm first because this is Thursday. What? We already covered up the Wednesday. Maybe Bill goes first. Nothing on Wednesday. Okay, Bill, go first. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's uh, there's there's much to talk about because we uh, we covered Wednesday pretty pretty good. I don't know. I think we covered the uh, the meal even on Wednesday night where we did the uh, the tenderloin. Yeah, on that Weber charcoal mm-hmm. barbecue, and mm-hmm. and I think Thursday is where we we need to pick up, and, and we didn't have nearly as an exciting th- Thursday as you do. So maybe maybe you guys tell a little bit of your story, and I'll tell you how Thursday went for us. Thursday was the last day for us, and we it had was the last day for you guys. Spoiler yeah. alert! Yeah, I'm going to tell you, but it started with me. We got in early. We got in really early. Like that, uh, where the blind is situated and the routine we had of getting up and walking straight in and just up the ladder and sit down with everything in there. We were in there a good 45 minutes before light. So we were in there really early. And because we were in the woods, we were 10 yards into the woods. And because we were closed in, the light doesn't get in there as quick as it's nowhere near as quick as it does when you're just sitting out in the open field on the edge of the woods. Has nothing to do with age, eyesight, well, or yeah. nothing at all. It, it's it's not, it's, yeah. <laughs> the fact that they're my, probably sleeping my eyes before are the dimmer. sun comes up and no. then they open their eyes and <laughs> my, they're groggy and it's coming. It's yeah. nine o'clock in the morning, but it's just getting light for my them. My eyes were dimmer. They are dimmer. <laughs> but I never, we never even got to breakfast time. And it was just getting light and it was getting to the point where I was starting to look. Out into the field. I could see out into the field. For everybody yeah. listening, breakfast time for him is 8 o'clock in eight the morning. <laughs> but yeah. it's not even breakfast time. <laughs> it's getting light. And I can, oh, it's soon good. You know, it's getting lighter, getting lighter. And so anyway, I just happened to look out into the field. And here's a big doe standing in out in the field. So I'm about 15, 20 yards, maybe not even 15, from the edge of the field. I'm about 15 yards, Todd that area maybe not even that yeah no you're 15 i would from think. the edge of the field but now this is thursday because we've thinned it out we already told you that we took lunch and then i thinned out all the leaves and the trees we and, trimmed down yeah, yeah. we had a lunch time so we went see. along and clipped so, a whack load of branches off so all I the way along about between 70 and 80 there's a big doe between 70 and 80 yards standing in that field she's big and then now, the pictures I sent to you, the ones, the, the after pictures when it's cleared out and the arrow in the picture off to the left, further out, that's where that doe was standing, right at the top of where you come out from the hog back. And that's about 50 yards. So for those that didn't get the picture, 
That's at the top of the ravine, right on the edge <laughs> yeah. of the woods, <laughs> 50 yeah. yards from the blind yeah. in the field. In the field, right on the edge, right on the edge of the ragweed, right where you they step and in. And it's about a 100-yard drop ravine. Yeah. No, 100 foot, 100 and foot her drop. her head sorry. is down. She's eating corn. And I thought, okay, they look pretty much the same size. And I'm going to take the one on the left because she's closer. And she's quartering away. She's kind of facing me, but quartering to the left, head down, eating corn. And I said to Bill, two deer in the field, Bill. And I brought the gun up. I lined up. I went from her head up her neck to where the body was. Kawoom. And then the inside of that thing just filled up with smoke. This time was really bad. I don't even know if I had the gun barrel all the way out the, the window, but it filled up with smoke. And I'm smoke, waving smoke the alarm, smoke. Smoke I, alarm goes off on the yeah. inside. I'm waving the smoke away. And between where that deer was standing and the other deer, there is still a limb that comes down and blocked the field where I would, the view of my, to the field between those two deer and then out from behind that limb going to the right away from the hogback a deer another doe ran out and stood looking in to where i just shot between me and the deer that was out there 80 yards that never moved see because let me tell you because and they just stand there and stare at you they even did it on the tuesday when i was in the blind with them they 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 hear the sound and they're so curious. They have no clue where it's coming from because there's no movement. They're inside this box blind, 10 feet in the air. That's not really high in the air, right? But the deer, they can't see. They just know the boom came and they're, they're looking. What's going on? Because they don't see danger. They're not smelling danger. It's insane how they just stand there staring at you forever. Anyway. It's kind of crazy because they have, they have no concept of what's going on. Yeah. And, and there's there's the noise of, of a gunshot, and they just can't pick the direction and, of and it, I guess. Yeah, they, it makes them stare longer. Like, it's like, what's going on? What? Huh? What's going on? <laughs> Where'd that come from? So, anyway, this deer is running to the right. The deer is no longer standing where I shot at it. And so the impression was, this is the deer I just shot at. And it's just run right out and stood right in front of me where I can see it plain between me and the and the next deer. And I thought, did I hit it or I didn't hit it? And it's just <laughs> you standing thought you there. missed. Yeah, I think, did I hit it? Like, is that the deer that ran in? Like, And so anyway, I found out later that Bill didn't hear me. And when the gun went off, he pretty nearly turned inside out. Yeah, <laughs> he said, holy moly, that gun went off next to my ear. He says, and I was... Yeah, you scared the liver out of me. I put near come out of the chair. Well, anyway, I knew that he couldn't move and get up. And I said to him, "There's another deer standing there. Can you can you see him?" He says, "No." I said, "Give me your gun." So he handed me his gun. <laughs> I lined up on that deer that had just run out, figuring it's the same deer. And I lined up the crosshairs on her shoulder, and I pulled the trigger, and she still just stood there. Never moved, never flinched, never did nothing. The two of them just stood there. And now we're both empty. I handed him his gun back. I said, here, you got to reload. And then I grabbed my reloader off the, off the table and realized that it was too dark in there for me to see which one of the tubes had the powder and the shot in it. So I oh, had no. to pull him out of that, you know, the red holder and then shake him. Oh, okay, this one's got powder and, and, a, and a bullet in it. 
So I put my thumb over the end of the barrel so I could find the hole, and I brought the the loader up, and I tipped it so the bullet would slide down into the barrel, or the powder would slide into the barrel, and then the bullet would come out and sit there. Well, the bullet didn't sit there. It, it fell. And then I re- realized, did the powder even go in? So I had to grab the flashlight and, and look, sure enough, there's one of the powder charges on the floor and the bullet on the floor. And so I dumped the gun to make sure the second one did go in there. And it did. It came out. And so by this time, when I straightened the gun back up, there's the two deer turn and they trot side by side. They waited there all that all time. All that time. And, and you got to think of how non-quiet that would have been. No, yeah. I'm telling you. And then they trotted away, directly away. Nobody dang. Down the edge of the field. Yeah. They stopped. They turned and looked back again. And then they just trotted to the edge of the of the uh, ravine, through the ragweed, and down over the side. And that whole thing, I can picture it's rocking, banging walls. Oh, yeah. Todd, <laughs> I cannot believe those dudes Bill stood there to, that whole yeah. time. Yeah, the whole time. Bill I'm telling you, to, it makes them curious. You could play the drums in that thing. I think it'd bring them in. So by the time I found everything on the floor, got the gun reloaded, my phone is, you know, well, well, was that you? Well, it wasn't Todd. I think it was Michael. Well... And so, anyway, I said, that was me. I shot at a deer. Have no idea. The smoke <laughs> full, blinded me. Full stop. That's all. <laughs> yeah, have no idea. So, we just waited. Yeah. Okay, my turn now. Well, let me get Rick in here. Because it wasn't, it wasn't a half hour later. And so, we're just, I know to sit and wait. Because eventually, Todd will come over and then getting ready for lunch and then we'll go do the look and all the rest. But I, <laughs> Hold on, I am really, because they don't want to find it. Cause if they find it, they got to dra- gut it and drag it. I have a hard time with this, by the way, I listen to your stories about deer hunting and I don't understand why you guys don't go look for a deer when you shoot it. Well, because there could be more coming. Oh well, yeah. We, 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 in, in the camp, we make it an event. You know, when we shoot a deer, we 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 go look for the deer. Yeah, we we have a set time, no. so it's like the yeah. optimal times that they move is up to like eleven thirty. So now with this year, the time change normally ten thirty. Around ten thirty, quarter eleven, when the time changes happens normally, as we've talked, this was abnormal year. But then, okay, pretty much the morning move is is done. They've all hit the bedding area somewhere. Now we'll get down. But you don't yeah. want to ruin it when you got there's deer everywhere, and I mean the spot we're in, there is deer everywhere so i know i just don't understand we make it a thing that we shoot and shoot and shoot and, and then we'll go look now if we shot enough that okay i think we're out of tags okay but now besides, we better go look besides that you don't if you don't know how hard you hit the deer you don't want to push them you don't want to push them across the creek you don't want to that, push that side of it i get but yeah. when when we you know if we take a shot the, the cell phone the wells come across the cell phones and we're like yeah i i, I hit the deer deer didn't go down uh i'm gonna go down and look for blood come on join me and then we can we can find it together no we, we don't move until we're it's ready for lunchtime because you never know how many more deer are gonna move it'll eat you alive scotty moves I'll tell Scotty, you sit in that freaking stand. Oh no, he'll go look. <laughs> yeah. But either way, it's it's oh, a half hour later. We're we're not even forty five minutes, and Rick is down below. He came back to the stand that he just put in this year, on the other side of the hogback, down the bottom, uh, away from me, and 
I hear this kawom, and Bill and I both look at each other, and I said, that sounded like Rick. So you patiently wait for the for the uh, text to come through, and pretty soon the phone lights up, and it's Rick, and he says, I just shot a big doe on my side of the creek, and she's laying where I can see her. Okay, good. It's down. He can see it. We'll sit tight till lunch. So now we got two down. My turn? Yeah. So now we're at four deer. Four deer. And we got two to go. So I'm sitting in my Well, safe. we think we got four deer. Because <laughs> uh, 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 let's say we shot at four deer because I'm still thinking that that deer was the one that ran in. Oh, and I missed, right? Okay. Now. So I, I, I'm sitting on my ledge that I've talked about last podcast or podcast for the last podcast, not in my tree stands. I'm loving this ledge now. I'm overlooking this ravine. I'm probably, I don't know, 80 feet up in the air looking over the, the, the crick. And then on the other side of the crick is the massive deer run. Nobody goes over there. So it's untouched except for me on opening day when I shot a buck and it, it on that side and it ran, you know, 80 yards and crashed and I had to go get it. So I'm sitting there and I have a doe. I can see her coming and I'm like, she's coming. And I think I talked about, Oh, now there's, there is two fawns with her. Oh, okay. So I'm not going to shoot. I've been throwing lead this week. Like you would not believe. And that's a long shot. It's probably 120 through his brush. I'd have taken the shot. But it's got two fonts. So I let her go. I message him. Hey, I just had a doe go by. Well, then I have another doe go the other way. But that one's too far. So I messaged dad in between all of this going on. Hey, dad, there's another doe coming your way. Yada, yada, yada. Well, in that amount of time, I'm just chilling. And all of a sudden, to my left, a doe is coming down along the edge of this creek, but not on any path. It is high-stepping like a football player through the thickest junk you could imagine. And I'm watching this because it doesn't know I'm there. And I'm thinking, what is this thing? It looks like a spider coming in. I hate spiders. They're just, they're not normal. You know, eight eyes, eight legs. They, they're, they, it's just not right. So this thing's coming through and it's freaking me out because it's high-stepping through the thickest thickest brush on the planet it's not scared it's not looking around and sniffing and stuff why is it taking this hard path through this crap right on the edge of the creek but here it comes so it comes all the way and it goes right to where i shot my buck on opening morning on monday morning i dragged that buck to the creek i gutted it in the creek through the guts in the creek like i was in the creek and then we pulled it up with the four wheeler up to our side and up the, the edge of the ravine um, with the winch. So it comes right down. Well, next thing I know it stops dead and I'm like, it's facing me head on. It's probably a hundred yards and I'm going, Oh, why did you stop? I'm looking, there's no other fawns with it. There's nothing. It's a single doe. I am comfortable to shoot this. And why did it stop head on? And so it starts sniffing right where I gutted that, that buck. And I'll be darned if all of a sudden it doesn't four foot jump and run right around that spot fast. And I'm like, it's going to take off. And then it stops. And then it gingerly walks back down towards, it just got by where I gutted it and comes down that crick edge where bill 
I missed that dough on Monday morning that I talked about. And I, I messaged you and said, yeah. I, I, I think I shot or long shot. I think I shot yeah. over. And, and you uh, took two shots yeah. of that deer, to be well, honest with you. <laughs> no, one, I was about, well, I did because it turned and ran. You did take two <laughs> shots did. at it. So, yeah, I think I, I put it past it, hit a rock, which scared it towards me. And then it pinned me and I couldn't get up. I jumped up and, and I was ready. And as it turned and took off, I pulled the trigger, but I let it to the left too much. It did a 180 on a dime and I thought it would run more sideways. So I shot along beside it. So that doe took off. Could have been the same doe. So, and it's so getting now, a little bit uh, uh, comfortable with you now because it knows you can't hear. <laughs> Maybe because I probably could have shot at it on Tuesday a few times too yeah. with all the deer running through there. <laughs> so, so it's standing now right on the edge of the creek. Nothing between us. I think it was like uh, when I finally ranged it, it was like 60, 50, 60 yards. I don't know how. Well, I do know how I missed the first one. I think I said it. My ramrod was sticking out the end of my barrel way out. Yeah. And, and so I think that through my shot so this time i i remembered yeah take your ramrod out so there it is standing on the edge of the creek nothing between us i put it on there line up i don't hesitate pull the trigger darn thing drops on the spot <laughs> onto the ground done well holy crap it just i don't even have to track this thing it's That's down. easy track job That's right beautiful there. so i pumped i'm like yep i got a doe down whoop whoop so that's two for, for Todd. Not that I'm going to sound cocky or arrogant or anything. So anyway, so then dad after, so now it gets to be 1130, which normally would be 1030. And then dad says, okay, what are we doing? I said, well, I'll, I, mine's down. I can see it. And we got to get the four wheeler down. I, a, I got to go gut it in the creek again. We got to get the four wheeler down and get the winch halfway down here. Hook it on it, drag it up. So mine isn't going anywhere. I'll come look and see if I can find blood because dad can't see red. Can't see red on green. I can see the color red, but uh, I found in high school, I think I said this before, we took a test in science class, colors on colors. I, I do think not it's see the red on green. I think it's the, yeah, because I'm like, well, then how do you see stoplights? Oh, I can see red light. I think it's just, I don't want to have to. How do you enjoy Christmas so much? It was right. being able to right. see red can, and green. Yeah, I can see color. I used to say, I'm not uh, colorblind. What it is, is uh, I don't want to track deer. No, I cannot <laughs> <Yeah>. see. <laughs> I cannot see the blood on leaves and stuff. I just doesn't. You know what? We got a guy in our hunt camp, exact same thing. My dad would take a leaf that had blood on it to show him, and he could not, like, could no. not see it. No. It's a good excuse. I love it. Yeah. Can't track deer. So anyway, I showed him where the deer had been standing. So I went over and I met him and they come, dad I comes said, down. I where you're standing, right here. And he's looking around and he said, I don't see any blood. So here's the, here's the, here's the problem. Okay. That's where it is. Where he shot it. I can see the hoof marks. I can see where it turned and ran and it booked it back towards the hogs, back, back into the ravine. Here's the issue. Dad shot a deer there Tuesday. Same spot. No, he wasn't standing there, but that's where he ran in. So I'm now, oh, I found blood. Problem, the deer he shot Tuesday was leaking so much. There is so much blood through all of that ragweed and then all the way down the, the center of the hog back and then, and then where it died and fell down what we call the hog's back and, and dropped 80 feet to the bottom. It just left blood. Am I seeing the blood from Tuesday? Because it's Thursday. Or am I, is this new blood? Because he shot it at like eight o'clock in the morning, quarter to yeah. eight. So the blood probably has dried. And now you can't tell if it's blood from Tuesday or blood from Thursday. You could if you went to track it right away. <laughs> so I start, well, 
I get to where I saw it, and that's why I said, I got blood, but is it the blood from yesterday? So I follow it. Well, wait a minute now. That's where the deer died there, and there's more blood going this way. I just, I found a little drop on a leaf. And I'm like, what? And enough to let you, you know which direction it went. One drop passed where dad's first doe went yeah. down. Because let me fill you there in. There you go. Todd says, well, do we go in and look? I said, well, we got to go in and look because I was sitting there for over two hours. I'm pretty sure I didn't over ask. three hours thinking, <laughs> was there two deer or three deer? And when I shot at the one I could see, the other one I could see in the field. And then after the smoke cleared, a deer ran out from behind the limbs of trees that were up in the air that I was looking down out in front of that farthest one. Was that a third deer that I didn't even see was there because that limb was blocking me? So I'm sitting there thinking, I got hope against hope that that's a third deer. That one I shot at with Bill's gun and completely missed. How? I have no idea. It wasn't sighted in for me or something. Well, clearly. But it just, <laughs> like, I mean, it was shootable and clearly missed. And yet, okay, was that the one I shot at and the one that went left? Did he go left? And that was a third one that came right. And I'm sitting there, hope against hope. So when Todd found those two, he found a drop of blood and then he found another one. I thought, oh, good grief. There was three deer. We are tracking the one I shot at. He did run in and I just didn't see him. So I then track, well, it runs all the way down the center of this hog's back. Now we call it the hog's back because it's a, it's the ravine on both sides and it's like the hip of the ravine. It's like a finger that goes gradually all the way down to the bottom, right? So same ravine, it's just divided by this, this gradual finger that drops down like a hog's back and it gets, it's over the years, it's washed away and it is pretty touchy to walk in some spots. Like the trees have completely fallen down into the creek 80 feet down because the it's washed away in other spots. The roots are the only thing holding the dirt there. So it's pretty touchy go walking down this thing, but I'm yeah, following man. blood, holding on to trees and swinging around them and making sure my footing's good, but I'm following blood. Well, then I start to find a lot of blood and then a lot of blood where it stood. And I'm thinking, holy jumping, there's enough blood here. Uh, and let me tell you, Bill. Where I don't know why every time dad shoots one there, why won't they run to the truck? This thing yeah. ran the exact every freaking time. The, the big buck that's on his wall did this exact same thing. The deer he shot two years ago there did the exact same. Runs right down the center of the of the hog's back all the way to the bottom. And that's where it dies. And so sure enough, I find it laying there. <laughs> That's, you know, that's what happens. You know, they, they don't take the path of ease for you. Yeah, I mean, no. you just put a hole in it, but <laughs> I, I don't understand why. So now when we get it up, hold on, hold on. So I think when I get down there and I look at this and I'm thinking, okay, where the heck did he shoot? Where's the blood coming from? Cause there's no hole in this thing and it's slid and, and, and leaves and crap down there. <laughs> Because it slid halfway down the hog's back when it got to the very end of it. And I'm like, where the heck? And so I know he's going to say that he had plans you had offered to, to tan <laughs> a deer hide for him. And so when I get there, I realize he shot this darn thing right through the neck. <laughs> Before you pulled the trigger, you thought, hey, I can get this uh 
hide tanned. Yeah. Oh, Bill offered. <laughs> yeah. That's a really nice colored deer right there. Yeah, it's a beautiful and colored deer. Bill offered to tan it. Give me a second to line up on it. I'm going to take out. Uh, what is that vein coming from the aorta? And it comes up through. I think that's about the spot. Yeah, right there. Yeah, sure. That's what he's going to tell you. But he <laughs> shot it through the freaking neck. And I can't believe that thing made it that far. Dropping well, that much uh, blood. Me neither. Shooting through me, the neck. You normally you typically they're shoot down. one in the neck. They drop like a stone. Down. And, and mine, I knew that you offered to tan my deer hide as well. And so that's why when I shot mine and it dropped on the spot, I shot mine through the neck. Yeah, well, that explains a lot, though. I mean, eventually when I get the, the, to tan that, that deer hide, I put it away, and I said, there's burrs all over this thing. <laughs> on the hide, I said, it, like, there's little wee tiny um, burrs as if it was walking through. Oh, it was hide. walking through some crap. Yeah, well, and I said, eventually when I get to this hide, I'm going to have to take a comb. I would appreciate that. Every yeah. If you, you could condition too, it. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Uh, can, can, I'd like it silky smooth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see what, what time allows in the new year, but I tell you. <laughs> I, I looked at it when I put it away and I said, a little wee black. I said, these aren't like, uh, uh, um, you know, the ones that the ticks or something on there. No, they weren't ticks. They they were little burrs little, little hitchhikers. All, all over this deer. Some little black double pronged hitchhikers. That's all they were. They looked yeah. like peppercorns uh, all over this well, thing. Yeah, we well, got I'm them bad you, in there. We it came through some crap, man. I could not believe that doe was doing that. But anyway, so we dragged that. I, I, we. You know, I don't you know what, know what this the we is. thing is, and I just want to touch on this for a second. Todd had this vision for about ten seconds. Of tanning his own hide. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait. Well, let me tell you, because when we got him, I said, I said to the guy. I wasn't going to bring that. I said you offered, but I knew you didn't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm going to, I'm going to jump ahead here before Todd's got more story up. But I got the best story. Uh, when, I got the anticipation story from last we, week. We, let me finish my tan hide story. Anyway, we got him hanging up. And I said, this is, the, this is the hide. Look at this thing. It's beautiful. And a little hole through the neck, like low on the neck, too. A little, yeah, yeah and, it was. And, uh, it was. And so anyway, I'm, I, start, I start to skin it, and I'm taking my time. And Rick's got one done, and Michael's halfway through Who one. Who started to skin it? I started to skin the one I was going to get. Uh. And I was so slow and taking such a, a slow time. Rick says, you're going to be here all day. I said, well, this is the one I'm getting tan. I don't want to nick it. I don't want to cut it. I want to, I don't know how good it's got to be. I want to do this. Finally, they told me to go sit down and they finished. <laughs> Much like I can't see red. And so they, they said, I said, telling them, be careful. Easy there. You know, like make sure you get enough of the leg left on there and so on and so forth. But they skinned it out beautiful. And then I took it out and laid it in the laneway. And then I cut off all the fat, and I cut off as much of the silver skin. I, Todd, I, I was on my hands and knees with him standing but over me, dumping salt in spots. Be, before I got finished, Todd came out with the hide that he wanted to send. And so he took over, and he started cutting the fat off of both of them and finished them up. Well, then I had done what you said. I went and got about three boxes of that, that coarse salt. Yep. And I mean, yeah. we salted the snot out of them and rolled them up. And so that's how I delivered them to you. 
So anyway, there you go. Yeah, they they came and uh, you finally found your way to work and, and got got them dropped off, no problems. But yeah, I ended up uh, before I put you know uh, before I did them, I took probably I don't know a, a horse bucket pail for all the equine people there horse horse bucket water pail full of fat off them still still after all, all wow. that. Yeah, yeah see i wasn't i wasn't aware that you do that much to- no and, and i you know was because i was yeah. going to do it myself Right. Yeah. Right, right. For about <laughs> 10 seconds when I started to explain the process and I could hear the I was in cir- on the process. Music. It was when I, I, you yeah. got to have this giant rack thing that I've made out of wood and you've no. got And I'm like, it's, well, it was circus uh, music when I was saying it was do, 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 do. And I said, when, when I, once I heard that on the other end of the phone coming from Todd's ears, I was like, forget it. This is, I'm just wasting my breath here. I, I knew what was going to happen before it happened, anyway, but I was just waiting for it to happen. Anyway, I am super. I'm super excited and I cannot wait to get that home and down in my home. I mean, I, I know it's going to be a while, but I just can't wait and it's going to be awesome. And if and Christmas is keeping me occupied or I'd be just chomping on a bit. Oh, so, good. Yeah. I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. I, I didn't ever think I'd get this opportunity to have a, a deer hide tan like that. And it was a nice looking one. And yeah, I'm looking forward well, now you got it all pumped up. I, I'm hoping yeah. that it turns out okay for you. Uh, yeah, well, I, I know it will. But the hunt isn't over. I mean, I jumped ahead to the skinning. So we have lunch, and now we got to decide where we go for the for the evening so set. Naturally, I go back to my spot. We got spot. one tag left. I don't want to leave that spot. I told you before that my t- my stands are in good spots, but over this ledge, it is just freaking awesome. And I know nobody's been there. So why? The deer are walking through. It's only a matter of time before another one shows up. As I seen, I don't even know. I can't even tell you how many deer I seen that morning that I didn't shoot at. The one with the fawns, a couple more moving through. I mean, there was more. There was like three, four other does that walked through just too far away. Like, it was just awesome to sit there. And I could have sat there. I could still be sitting there. It's just an amazing spot. So I went back down, and that's where I'm sitting. And now I had art. I had to go down there, gut that doe. Hook it up with the four-wheeler, bring the four-wheeler down and drag it out. So you're concerned that, oh, that might mess up some, but it's still the other side of the creek is where they are. And we didn't go over there because we just pull the winch down and wrap it around and pull that dough out. So I haven't really touched that side. So to me, that's still the better spot, the best spot to be because it's untouched over there and they're coming down from where nobody's hunting. So this is awesome. So I'm sitting down there. Well, when I get down there, there is on way over the the other adjacent property and we know the owner there's a stand i can see and i can see a guy i can see orange in this stand it's the first time this week a guy's been in that stand and i could see him and i'm thinking oh he's he's like a thousand he's a football fields away like way away but he's cut me off for anything that's coming through that untouched area it's still untouched because he doesn't come through there but he has cut me off if they're going to come down out of the cornfield over on that side towards the creek so he's gonna so i'm feeling a little just distraught and dejected but you know what they still can come from the left and the right through there so i'm gonna wait i'm gonna see so i'm sitting there well next thing i know my brother-in-law who's up above me pulls the trigger and so I look, I look up 
And I'm thinking, there's got to be a deer coming because Rick, he's up above me, but way over on the field that's right above me. He's way over to the side in the tree stand. And that shot was coming. They're, usually when that happens, they're going to come running right by me. So I look up and I'm ready to rock and nothing's coming. So I check my phone and my brother-in-law, I, I'm like, Is, was that you? That was you, wasn't it? Because like, I know where you are. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I took a long shot, like 200 yards and it's still out there. It didn't even move. I missed it. It's too far. I'm not going to take another shot. And I'm like, is it coming? And he's like, well, it's heading your way okay, but is it going, is it coming down or is it staying in the field? And he's not answering me. I'm like, Rick, is it coming down? Because now it's getting close. We got like maybe 20 minutes of legal hunting time left. Like we're crunch time. And I'm like, is it coming down or is it up? And he's like, it's a giant doe. Is it coming down to me or is it staying in the field? He's like, staying in the field. Well, all right. I don't know where, but just like last year, make it happen, Bill. When you gotta make it happen. I was sitting there on the last day, the last Friday, one tag in my pocket, just had a big, big buck down below me in that ravine, but wouldn't come close enough. And then two does went ripping by me and a buck went ripping by me chasing them. And I ran up the field and they didn't even care I was there. They ran right by me at five yards and I had to actually go, hey, stop. And it was two bucks and two does. And they stopped and I was able to shoot that one buck and I made it happen. I just chased them up the side of the hill. Like who could do that? And I'm thinking, holy crap, I'm not even going to think about if you think if you start to even hesitate and play the scenarios out in your head, you've waited too long. If that deer is in the field and it's going to walk by me in the field, it's going to, from when Rick shot, it's been five minutes. It could be by me already. I got to go. So I leave all my crap, my grab my little pack and my gun and I run up the hill and I step out really slowly looking out into the field through the woods and I look out, no deer. Okay. So I step out and there's a corner of the field so I can see where Rick is. There's no deer between me and Rick. Okay, so it's got to be, there's there's a little hook around. It's got to be in that little hook. So I come up the edge of the field. It can't see me if it's in that little little pocket of the field because I'm coming up the edge. And so I'm creeping really slow. Well, now it's getting darker. Now, boom, there it is. I can see it. I stop. Before I get around that corner, it's in the field far enough that I can see it. And I'm going, okay, it's right now it's 500 yards from me. That's a long freaking distance. I got to close the gap. How am I going to do this? I got maybe 15 minutes if I'm lucky. So I'm looking at the bedding area that I hunt is right beside me. And I got a tree stand just off in the woods from that. So I thought, okay, I'm going to dip into this bedding area and I'm going to go through the bedding area in the woods, kind of halfway down this ravine. And then I'm going to come up where it is in the field. So as I go into the bedding area, that bedding area is flat before the ravine and I can see it. Well, as I'm walking, all of a sudden, boom, that head comes up and it pegs me that far away. And it's I, a long distance it's a long ways. And I'm like, holy crap. It pegged me like you would not. And all I could see was the head come up. Oh, I freeze. I don't even move. Don't look it in the eye. Just looking down. I look, I, I, I start to look back up. It's still staring at me. I'm not moving. I'm just locked. And I'm thinking, man, time is going. Time is ticking. Let's go. It's, How far is it away now? Uh, I, I probably closed a hundred yards by now. So it's like 400, 350, 400 yards. So it puts its head back down, starts feeding. Soon as the head goes down, I drop to my knees and I start crawling through the bed and area. Well, I realize this is taking way too long. I do not have enough time to crawl 200 yards. No, because it's getting dark and crap. So 
And Rick is sitting in the stand watching all of this because I'm an orange. I mean, he could see me. I could see him. So I, that screw it. I got up and I hunched over and I can just see it. Now I get into thick enough stuff that I'm, I'm now moving pretty decent. And then I got to a point where I, okay, I'm about 200 yards. I can see it kind of in the field. I got no options now, but to start because now it's getting dark. It's just a dark spot in the field. I got like five minutes of legal shooting time left. I've got to get from out in the woods where I can't really see the brush and see through that to see it and get close the gap. I, I, I'm, I'm really want to take a shot less than a hundred yards. I don't want to shoot longer than that. I'm not confident yeah, shooting longer that than that. Out. Right. So I'm like, okay, I, I don't even have time to, I don't care if it sees me. It, it is what it is. Make it happen. I'm going to take this 75 yards of where I'm down halfway down the ravine in the, in the junk, like on a, on an angle, but enough that I could see it. That's how, how gradual that is at that spot. I could see it. So I'm just going to have to walk right to the edge of the field. And as soon as I get there, it's go time. So I start going towards the edge of the field. It doesn't even look up. I step out in the field and it looks up and pegs me. I threw the gun up, put it on it, pull the trigger and I watch it just. And then it runs kind of hunched into the woods. And then so Rick calls me and he's like, oh, you hit it. You, I said, well, I know I hit it. I seen it hunch, but how well did I hit it? And he's like, dude, that's a long shot. Do you know how far that I'm like, it's gotta be a hundred yards. I'm thinking he's like, you're like 200 yards. I'm like, no, no. He's like, Todd, you look where you are. You're gotta be 200 yards. I honestly don't know. It, it was a long distance. When things get dark, they seem a little longer than they, further away than they are. I believe so. I was thinking that, but he thinks it was like a 200 yard shot. I don't think it was that far, but it was it's a un- long shot. With it, the it was an uncomfortably long shot. I, and I held a little high on, on her shoulder, pulled the trigger and watched it hunch and then run into the woods. And I said, it looks like I hit it good. Like the way it was not moving fast and it was hunched. Like it was, it wasn't using all legs when it went in though. He's like, Oh, it's dead. You got it. And I'm like, I don't know though, because it still made it into the woods. So he comes, he comes over uh, we start walking. I track blood. It, it maybe went 40 yards into the woods and then just crumpled and slid down to the bottom of the ravine. That's, that's an awesome story of making it happen right there. Dude, I was so, I mean, two years in a row in that spot, running up the side, chasing one down, taking that long shot. Like who puts the stock on a deer? It does not. I know what you guys do. It does not happen. It, it doesn't happen. White I mean, tail are just freaking no. smart. I think the spawn stock stuff doesn't really happen very much uh, where we hunt too. Uh, but it, when it, when it could happen, like it just did for you. I mean, that that's, that's awesome. Well, and, and, and so and to close out a season with that too. Right? Well, and that was it. That was the last tag. Turned out to be a buck. I, I, that's how, how dark it was getting. I couldn't see, I couldn't tell if it was a buck. I just knew it was big. So it turned out to be a buck, which was awesome. Six. I think it was a six or an eight dad. I don't, that I don't one, remember. That one was the four corn. Oh, was that the four corn? That's why yeah, your yeah. first one was the six. Of, yeah. Was the six okay. Point. So, so that's what it was. Turned out to be a buck, but that was it tagged out done deal. But I was just like, I was so pumped because how many, guys would just sit there and be like, okay, it might come to me. Right. And to just go, screw it, man, I'm going to make it happen. That's how the stories come. That's what makes hunting so much fun is when you got, holy crap that, and who would have thought 
that would work. Just like last year, chasing deer up the side of the ravine on the last day because I got no options. I don't care. And having them run by me at five yards as I'm standing in the field, they did not care I was there because the rut was on and they were chasing each other around. And I just yelled, hey, stop! And they stopped at 40 yards and I put the gun on them and shot them. Like, that just does not happen. But that, it can happen. If it you just if you easy. just do it, you just right. it's unbelievable. People get it in their heads so much. And that's why I say deer hunting for me has become work because in the bow, that's tougher to do at bow season. But it's all about the precision and the engineering of it. Right. And and so hunt the wind and the scent free and sit in your stand and you got to call them in and they got to be within 40 yards and da, 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 where it, it, crap like that can happen. You just got to make it happen. That's and right. it, it's, it's unbelievable. Guys won't believe you that that happened, but I bet you it happened a lot more if you just took the chance. So yeah. To take a chance. I mean, yeah, it, there's so many there's times where you get busted and those deer are going to uh, jump, but that one time it doesn't, that's when the epic story stuff happens. Oh, you know, like it's awesome. Bill and I just looked at each other and we started smiling because we both thought the same thing. Todd just took the pressure off. We don't have to go home and because we had three deer down up to that point. We don't have to go home now and hang three deer. Yeah, you were doing late night. Try <laughs> and get into bed at, by nine o'clock because we're after tomorrow. We got to hunt tomorrow. Okay, we're going home and hang four deer. We're done. We can we're even done. we can even go up to the to the I don't know whatever you call it and have after the roadhouse after night yeah, roadhouse and have after nine appetizers. We don't have to go <laughs> to bed now tonight. You know we can have a we can have a meal out do whatever we want. His wife was at bingo. He was free for the evening. So yeah, we took the pressure off. We're feeling really good and uh, yeah, it was awesome. We got all day tomorrow now to skin them out. Uh, we're 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 grinning. We filled all the tags and as it turned out, there was there was six of us six tags. And Todd shot three, I shot two, and Rick shot one. So it was a family hunt this year. So we owe it to Bill and Mike and and Bob next year that, uh, you know, we got to give them first shots. So anyway. Does that mean someone's going to sit in my stand? No, no. You take it. It means that I'm going to. Because I can't. I'm going on a ledge. It means that with Bill with me, I'm going to say, Bill, take the first shot. You know, it's your turn. Well, to, yeah. 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 It'd be good to, to see Bill get one for sure. Yeah, but no, be. congratulations guys on a successful hunt. And but he keeps so. saying, I don't care. I just like being there. I just love seeing the, the nature. I love what I love being part of it. He said, I just like going, but Bill, you put all, you bought a gun, you buy a license. You need to shoot a deer so you can say you got one. He's like, ah, I don't care. But, <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, good job, guys. That's a great way to end uh, end on a uh, well win like that for sure. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that uh, you, you can't top that story by much. So we're gonna should end it right there. End it there, and so next week will be the wrap up. Your Friday, yeah. and I think I want to touch on redneck country morals and values with like real live examples. <laughs> Sounds and, good to me. And so it'll be your story, and then and then morals and values, and then we got a, a a bunch of other jazz coming down the pipe in the next bunch of episodes. So yeah, rock and roll. Pretty pumped. All right, feeling good. good. I got I got passion back, Bill. I got you passion did. Back. You got some passion back. I don't know what vitamin water you're drinking now, but. <laughs> I got podcast passion. I got shoot passion. I got hunt That's passion. Good. We're good to go. I call it arrogance. 
Yeah. <laughs> you raised me. I just blame you. No, we tried to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wife, I'm saying, it, it, when you're this good, we did it's all not, we could. you don't need to raise me well, when, when you're this. Saying we did all we could. It, you were just like, you know what? At the age of three, he, he really yeah. does know everything. We're just going to let him go. I got life figured out. And I keep well, yeah, telling you. probably in there before we lose the uh, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I keep telling you're, Jen. You're three people. Don't hit stop yet. We're almost done. I keep telling Jen. Jen, I warned you. I told you several times. Fly like the wind. When they got engaged, I said, Jen, you're crazy. Fly like the wind. Oh, go. Good grief. Yep, I did. She'll say, I know. You told me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Glutton for punishment. Yeah. All right. Uh, Until next week, gentlemen. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, take care, Bill. And Jake, um, cookies, if you're still listening. <laughs> just just saying. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> All right. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>